0: Ever want to know what we talk about behind the scenes? Want someone to tell you what to read next? Look no further. We've got you covered. Welcome Behind the Bookshelf, Country Bookshelf's fortnightly podcast, bringing the bookstore to you. Settle in for bookseller conversations, book recommendations, bookish and bookstore news. Eavesdrop as we talk to authors, get to know our booksellers, and dive deep into some of our favorite books, our reading habits, and other biblio-mysteries we're heading behind the bookshelf. I'm Jessica, and I'm excited to take you behind the bookshelf for a conversation with our booksellers, Francis and Casey, as we talk about the Mountains and Plains Indie Booksellers Association's Reading the West Awards. You'll find all the books that we mentioned in this episode in the show notes, along with the link to vote for your favorite titles in the Reading the West Awards. booksellers participate in a wide variety of ways with the larger national and sometimes international bookselling community. As members of the Mountains and Plains Independent Booksellers Association, several of our booksellers were on various category committees that winnowed the long list of nominated titles for the Reading the West Award down to the short list that you can vote on now. Find a link to vote in the show notes. So we're going to talk about Reading the West. Casey, tell me a little bit about you and how you got involved with Reading the West.
1: The first time I did Reading the West was last year. Um, I have been on the MPIBA Advisory Council for, this must be my second year now, I forget when it renews. So I did Reading the West last year and I was a judge on the adult fiction panel. This year I Signed up for a number of different categories and was chosen for the biography and memoir, which is a new category this year. And I was also asked to chair co- the committee. So my first time chairing it and it was really fun. It was actually, it's weird saying that it was fun to be the chair, but it was just kind of an added involvement that I really enjoyed.
0: Francis, tell
2: us a little bit about you and bookselling and reading the West. I... I started at Country Bookshelf last February, when everybody was right in the midst of their reading the West for the 2021 award. And I thought that it looked like a fun time. People were talking about going home and just having presents of books at their front doors. And I said, I want that to happen to me. And so I signed up for a few different categories and got selected to do poetry, which I was really excited for because I find that it can be a little challenging to pick out poetry books to read sometimes. So it was nice to just like have a wealth of different poets to read from.
1: Can I make like a quick clarification? So in 2022, we're making or we're judging the books that were published in 2021. So we're technically doing the 2021 awards now, whereas last year in 2021, we were judging the 2020 awards. (laughs) Jessica, tell us a little bit about your um, experience as a bookseller and awards committees and specifically the Reading the West book awards.
0: I have been a bookseller with Country Bookshelf for five and a half years now, and I want to say two years or so into that trajectory, I read for the Indies Introduce panel, which was an A B, which is the ABA acknowledgement of the best debut works coming out in adult categories and juvenile categories so i read for that and then i read for the indies choice awards and then the option came up to read for the reading the west award last year and so i last year i was on the committee for picture books and this year i was chosen for middle grade or juvenile fiction which was really exciting i feel like slowly i'm inching my way into adulthood <laughs> I'm not eight years old, but I don't make a very good argument for that. (laughs) So what has the experience of reading, like how is reading for this committee, these awards different from, you know, just the reading that you would normally do for yourself or even for the store?
1: I'm very much a judge a book by the cover. Um, especially when it comes to the reading that I do like in my free time on my own, there needs to be something about it that draws me to it right away. Um, whereas reading for the awards, there's a little bit of that. You're obviously making judgments about what it looks like, what's the sellability of the book um, that has something to do with it. But you're also given, you know, a selection of books and just asked to read a few pages, get a feel for it and see if it is worthy of this award, essentially. Um, And it's hard having to categorize books like that. Like, is this good enough or is is it a good enough representation of the west and what it's like does it evoke that experience um that was some that's always something when i do these awards that feels really important to me it's not so general i feel that the book the writing the author needs to be a, a solid representation of the west which is in its own it's in its own way diverse but is then is limited to what i might read on my own
2: absolutely what about you, Frances? Yeah, it definitely felt a little bit like reading for school. I'm like, I signed up for this and I'm excited to do it. And like, I am like excited about the content I'm getting, but it's also like not the book that I just picked up at random that was like on my to be read list. And it like, it has a timeline and a deadline. So I was like, okay, I really have to make sure I'm read my 20 pages today or whatever I ended up being, which was nice to kind of feel like I was back in that type of a setting again, like a more, not academic, but like a controlled thing. Like I had to be doing something. So that was fun. But I, I think I'm similar to Casey in that I definitely judge books by their covers. So I definitely got some books where I was just like, I knew right off the bat, that it probably wasn't going to be for me. I had to give it a try anyways so I think that was also good for me like being surprised by things that maybe I wasn't sure I was going to like or confirming my beliefs based off of what they looked like.
0: I feel like because there is that end goal of I have to take however many titles are in your list and narrow it down to a top five I feel like I do a sort of triage with the reading and do that initial assessment based off of what am I probably not going to like? We'll start with that and just get it out of the way and see if we're surprised or not. And then moving on to things that I know I'm going to love. So I don't need to race through reading it because I know I'm, or I've already read it and I'm really excited about it. That's something that I encounter a lot in the kids categories because Like you can read 50 picture books in a day, super easy. (laughs) 50 chapter books is a little harder, but I'm curious if you made any new connections with other booksellers in our region or had any interesting, insightful discussions as you were going through and talking about narrowing down your list and and winnowing your category.
1: I feel like a lot of the people that I that were on the committee with me, I met them previously, um, either in passing or was able to have a conversation with them when I got the opportunity to go to Falcon for MPIBA in October. So uh, it was nice to see familiar faces, people that I've maybe talked to about like the business side of bookselling and now got to talk books with, which is really exciting. Um, it's not like your regular book group where you sit around with friends and mainly like drink hot beverages or, you know, ice cocktails, whatever. Um, and then talk about good books, but it's, you know, talking with other book people about books in like a really critical way. And that was really fun. There was at least one person who's on my committee that I also took a class with over the last year. So it was kind of fun also having that connection um, with her. So I'm excited to see, you know, next year when I do the awards, am I going to be on a similar committee, like nonfiction? Am I going to have similar people? When will I see these people again? So I am It is fun kind of getting to see those people, those sorts of people and having those conversations.
0: I feel like the category of poetry probably had a lot of interesting conversations because poetry as a form can move in such wide directions.
2: That's probably true. I didn't get to attend any of the meetings we only had two and one of them I had uh, friends visiting so I wasn't able to attend it and then the second one there was some miscommunication or misunderstanding about when the meeting was and ended up being rescheduled for um, when I was working so I wasn't able to attend uh, any of the meetings which I'm regretful about because I think we would have had a lot of cool conversations, especially given the shortlist. Three of the books that I shortlisted are also on the shortlist. So I feel like there was definitely some continuity, at least in like what I was thinking, even though I didn't get to speak with people. But next year.
0: Yeah, I feel like in our conversations, it was interesting to sort of see because kids books, there is this weird line where there are books that children will pick up for themselves and choose for themselves. And then there are books that adults think children should read. And often those trajectories go in opposite directions.
1: Kids think it's way cooler to get a book from a bookseller that a bookseller recommended than when their mom did.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and... And I feel like there's also an audience question there as well, um, because there were a couple books, um, and I think two of them might have made the shortlist, that to me felt like they were written for school librarians, not necessarily for actual children. But the message in them and the message behind them was for was for adults that work with kids, which doesn't detract from their contribution to literary literacy um, and the literary community. But changes, I think, a little bit of how you market it. (laughs) And then it was also really interesting because there were there were a couple of graphic novels in our category. And ta- like having ye old graphic novel debate, which is often very familiar. A tale as old as time. <laughs> exactly about how much the a graphic novel is contributing and, and evoking some of those things. And similarly for Francis, the shortlist does very much kind of confirm my like where I was leaning in the pile. But I feel like we also had some really good conversations with everyone to kind of all get on the same page a little bit and decide and kind of convince each other sort of one way or the other about. book because that was the other thing that I think is sometimes difficult when reading for an award is there are absolutely books that blow your mind and just exceed all expectations and then there are some books that they're not exceptional they're not bad they're just like yep that's a book
1: well and the other thing I thought about hard that was hard judging on a panel like this our region is so big. The Mountains and Plains Booksellers Association is like 11 states or 13 states, like Texas to Montana and you know, North Dakota to Nevada, like it's massive. So something that's representative or an author that's maybe from this area might not be representative of somewhere else that is in this region. So I think finding books that can, you know, have that balance, the relatability throughout the region, it's hard, but you, and you kind of do have to, like you said, convince the other readers, like, no, like give it another shot. You might, you know, think differently about it.
0: Well, and the the initial assignment to steal Francis's, it felt like reading for school, the initial assignment is you have to read 25 or 50 pages of each book. And so there are some people that, I mean, some of the reasons you don't get to page 100 are, you know, like I had to take the, the dog for a walk or I had to pick up my kids from school or whatever. Um, and then some of the reasons that you don't make it further into the book or because you just it didn't resonate with you you didn't like it or it was bad and so I feel like there's also this gamut of trying to convince them no you just had to get just a skosh further like I can tell that's when you had to take the pie out of the oven like read 10 more pages and it'll just totally open up or something like that and in what in what categories is that appropriate versus what categories do you need to be grabbed from that sort of first moment
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah yeah with poetry reading like I that was something I didn't anticipate going into it I was like oh I will have like a somewhat easy time getting through all these books because it's poetry so every book is like maybe a 100 pages they're not very long book, but it takes a lot to read a poem and then you have to do that times 20 or 25 for each book and it can be a little exhausting um, I didn't expect that to be like so trying with some of them because like a couple of them from the first page can tell like this person's poetry style is not one that I enjoy reading but I want to give everybody their time and I really felt like I could tell for the most part within the first 20 pages of a poetry book or even the first five pages like whether or not it was going to work for me
0: well and and kind of to that point too like poetry is so evocative of emotion like you going on that journey is, is exhausting and tiring just because you're, you're, feel, you're having to process and move through all of those feelings.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were definitely tears shed during the, the reading process for sure.
0: Um, so
2: I'm curious, what were the, were the
0: titles that you submitted as your personal shortlist before the folks at MPIBA kind of aggregate everyone's shortlist and average it out um, (laughs) to be the most representative of the category so that our customers can enjoy and read that. So what was on your shortlist?
1: I had Fox and I, um, Poet Warrior, Farmer's Lawyer, Leaving Isn't the Hardest Thing, and Powder Days. So I was actually four out of five. (laughs) <laughs> and it it totally makes sense during our last conversation i was not sure at all i had no idea what would end up on the short list um our committee I mean, there's so many good books and so many books that are representative of the region in different ways, or for one reason or another, I did not like that book because of the way it represented the region, but people from a different part of the region did find it. It, it, There were, there were a lot of interesting conversations, especially with it being nonfiction and um, actual people's stories and writing about the area. So I had no idea what would end up on top. And I am really glad and not surprised in the least, um, what made it on the, um, on the shortlist.
0: So what was your book that was different than the shortlist? Um leave,
1: leaving isn't the hardest thing by Lauren Huff. What did you love about it? It's um it's um a memoir and essays, which I really enjoy. I like when memoirs are broken up like that and it's not just one whole story. It kind of lets you take it in in bits and pieces and especially with Lauren Huff's story, you need that. I don't think I'm giving anything away. I think it's probably all in the back, but she was raised in a cult. She left the cult. She went back. She left again. She joined the military. She left because she was gay. She's lived this kind of unconventional life with enormous struggle, but her writing is so candid and she's able to find humor in things despite having such a rough go of it. That was one book where I sat down and I read it in like two days because it just, I kept wanting, to go back for more.
2: What about you, Frances? My shortlist was A Dangerous Place by Chelsea B. De Altez, Welcome to Midland by Logan Cure. Poems for the End of the World by Susie Q Smith, Perseverance by Raymond Otrebus. and Stay Safe by Emma Hine. And so three of my five ended up on the short list and the two that didn't were A Dangerous Place and I was, I was kind of disappointed that one didn't make it on just because just in terms of place, she was in, she was close to the Badlands and then ended up in Texas. And so I think she she just gave so much, oh no, not bad when like but black kills, but she just gave so much love to so many and complex love to so many of the different places that the Midwest and the Western United States has to hold. Um, so I was sad that that one didn't make it on. We can't all win. And then poems for the ends of the world by Susie Q Smith didn't make it on, but she re- she submitted two books to the to the award, and the one the other one did. And I really liked both of them. So that one's called Gospel of Bones, um, and I totally see why that one got chosen over poems for the ends of the world. Um, poems for the ends of the world is definitely very like COVID centered. It definitely talks a lot about the pandemic, which I felt that she had a fresh take on it. But I can understand that people might be little tired of that at this point and her other one i think was a a deep ode to denver colorado so i i feel that i still got something there even though it wasn't the one i picked
0: i was
2: five for five (laughs) swish
0: The, I feel like there were three that I was completely blown away by and two that I thought were good and interesting, but I, again, I was kind of iffy on that market. It was very interesting to me that the majority of the books that we received were either from small and or independent presses or Simon & Schuster. We didn't get a lot of other major publishers submitting or contributing the award i think that's so
1: wild that you didn't like i just i just wonder like what marketing manager did they drop the ball when they're supposed to you know, nominate, you know, their books or like, I'm just so curious why that happened. Or did they honestly not think that they published any books that were, you know, representative of the region because that seems like a problem. Hi, PRH McMillan.
0: We're out here in Montana. (laughs)
1: Pay attention to us. We've got good stories out here too.
0: Well, and the criteria for reading the West is that, the, I mean, really, it's that the author lives in the region. And so one of my favorite middle grade graphic novels from last year is written by a Denver man. Um, it's called Ham Helsing. And I was very disappointed that I couldn't talk about vampire slaying pigs. We all need more content, like
2: vampire
1: slaying <laughs> pigs. <vampire slang>? Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, wait, that was something with the poetry, Um, because there were some books that were really interesting, but they, none of the poems like evoked anything about place, which felt important to me in the award. And one of them, I ended up shortlisting because it was just objectively, I guess it can't be objective, but it was just in terms of the craft of poetry was above and beyond, but the author splits their time between, um, Oklahoma in the UK and there was pretty much no poetry about you know living in Oklahoma which is fine but I was like oh this isn't evoking place to me in the way that some of the others did
1: that was what um a lot of people in my committee that was their issue with leaving isn't the hardest thing um because a lot of it is sat on the east coast she lives in Austin still and some of her essays are set there, but a lot of them are, you know, in Switzerland and Japan and a lot of them in D.C. Um, so I think that was kind of a big reason why that didn't make it onto a lot of people's shortlist, even though they enjoyed it and were glad they read it and got the opportunity to do so, which is another really great thing about the awards. You just get to read these books that you've always wanted to and now you get to make time for them. But I I, I agree. It's the Reading the West Book Awards. So the books need to represent the reading.
0: do you think you'll do it again next year
1: I will I plan to Nonfiction was hard for me I think I'll stick with fiction next year but I think that I will broaden the age range I sign up for because I typically just sign up for adult categories but I think it would be fun to do YA or middle grade which I love to read but just don't take the time to read as much
2: yeah I am in a very similar boat I didn't sign up for I don't think I signed up for any nonfiction categories because I just know that I am a really slow reader, especially with nonfiction. And I was like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to get through these books in a timely fashion. And I, yeah, I'd like to do it again next year and spice it up and do a different category. What would your ideal category be? I think they had the the debut fiction this year, which I think is really fun because then you can't have any clouded opinion of that author. Um, It's their first... First work of fiction, so I think that would be pretty fun to read.
1: I think any fiction would be fun. I really enjoyed. It. I had a lot of fun last year on the uh, adult fiction committee, but I think I would like to do a younger reader.
0: We can trade places because I keep asking for adult periods, and they're like, "No, Jess is so great with kids books," and I'm like, "Thank you," but also, <laughs> <laughs> you only get
1: to recommend kids books.
2: <laughs> <Never will. laughs> I mean, to be fair, though, they're not wrong. Like, if I'm having a hard time finding a middle grade book for a kid, I tend to ask you, Jess, for some help and recommendations. So,
0: <laughs> well, and that was part of why I selected middle grade, was because I feel like, particularly in the last two years, I was gravitating more towards YAR picture books. And so it felt like that middle grade category was a bit of a hole in my reading. To recommend so it was really great to kind of see such a wide uh, selection or swath of western set or western evocative middle grade titles so that even though if there are ones that maybe aren't in the top five but still could be a good recommendation
1: um last year this probably is not relevant to this conversation but last year it might be i mean it's reading the west um, Lydia Millett, the author, she lives in Arizona and she had a book, the children's Bible that was nominated last year. And it's so good, but it's only set on the East coast. There's nothing about the West at all. So I didn't shortlist it then, but I love it. And I just got an advanced copy of a new book publishing, um, in October called dinosaurs. And it's set in Arizona, and this actually gets to be nominated <laughs> next year, <laughs> so I'm I'm really glad. I think that it'll also be it's it, it might be similar to
2: Telephone. Ooh, in terms of the it having different versions of it, or it wanting to tear your heart out.
1: <laughs> no, no. I, I think it. I I don't know how much it'll tear your heart out, but like asks the big questions kind of about um life and goodness and can you actually be good what makes you good um what is what is doing good was telephone no because that wasn't published in 2021 oh no I had that on my list that's why I read it I read that last year but I think I I think it'll be along those lines I don't think it'll be as artfully crafted Mm -hmm. but I don't think that Percival Everett can be surpassed in that manner
0: And for those of you tuning in for maybe the first time, um, we read and had a book club, virtual book club discussion about Telephone last year in 2021 that Casey and Francis led. Um, So if you wanna know more about Telephone by Percival Everett, uh, corner one of them. Please, it's a fun
1: book to talk about.
0: (laughs) Especially after you read it. I think that's one of the things that I'm hoping for with the podcast is to encourage people to read something and then come back and tell us about it. Like, we want to know what you think. (laughs) Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Don't talk to me about it before you read it. Go
2: find another person who's read it and compare notes.
0: Thanks to Casey and Francis for sharing their favorite things about the Reading the West Awards, and also fellow panelists Anna, who read for the cooking category, and Kathy, who read for the general nonfiction category. And thanks to you, listeners, for joining us behind the bookshelf. We hope you enjoyed this look at the Reading the West Awards. Be sure to visit the link in show notes to see all of the categories and shortlisted titles, as well as to cast your vote for the winning title in each category. Be sure to follow us on your podcatcher of choice and leave a review to help other folks find the show. We'll catch you next time behind the bookshelf.